Hello, and welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I'll be your host again this time around. You know, I think it was Joe Jackson who sang the following words, and I quote, Pretty women out walking with gorillas down my street. From my window, I'm staring while my coffee goes cold. Look over there. Where? There. There's a lady that I used to know. She's married now or engaged or something, so I'm told. Is she really going out with him? Is she really going to take him home tonight? Is she really going out with him? Because if my eyes don't deceive me, there's something going wrong around here. You've been there. I've been there. We have all seen a couple where you might wonder if this man was not obviously well off financially, would that lady be with him? And of course, it can go in both directions. So I ask this, does the fact that a person is rich actually make them visibly more physically attractive? Now, you'd think that would be an easy answer, but not necessarily. Uh, Science Direct had a piece on this. Uh, It said physical attractiveness refers to the fact that human beings have preferences about the physical appearances of other people, for example with reference to their facial features or body proportions. Some aspects of these preferences appear to be arbitrarily derived from ever-changing cultural standards, while others seem to be completely unlearned. They just are attracted to who they're attracted to. Well, first off, wealth is not factoring in here yet. But the Atlantic takes it further. It reads... That in 1986, psychologists asked people to rank 76 characteristics under the theme, what do you value the most in a potential mate? Well, the winner was not beauty, and it was not wealth. Number one was that the person be, quote, kind and understanding, followed by having an exciting personality and then intelligence. Now, men did say that they valued appearances more highly than women did, and women did say that they valued good earning capacity more highly than men did, but neither ranked measures of physical attractiveness or socioeconomic status among their top considerations. Well, then this article in The Atlantic says this, which I I love. People, though, are liars. (laughs) In real-life dating studies, which get way closer to genuine intentions, physical attractiveness and earning potential strongly predict a lot of couples and why they exist. And it even goes to say romantic attraction. Now, within the gendered beauty statics exchange model, uh, physical attractiveness might enable class mobility for one of the people that are involved, but not without ensuring that the other person's economic dependency is going to probably have a lot to do with them staying physically attractive. 
So in a lot of cases, stereotypically, it's like a trade of, let's say, in the male-female realm, his money for her beauty. And in a lot of cases, he's going to dump her as soon as she starts to get some wrinkles around her eyes. People using each other and both understanding that this is what's going on the entire time is totally commonplace. There is, though, another aspect to this, and that's this. There's only so much you can do to doll up a hundred-year-old man. (laughs) But often with wealth, something comes along with it, and that something can be viewed as attractive, male or female. And that's a spirit of confidence. The, the Elite Daily website gives us a few reasons why that's attractive. Just if you have confidence, it shows how you probably feel about yourself. If you aren't secure in who you are as a person, well, how are you ever going to move forward in life with ease? These are questions that people may ask when considering being with you. The second one here is it asserts power and knowledge. If you're not confident in your views and convictions, How can you expect others to listen to what you have to say? If you don't really believe what you're selling, no one's probably going to buy it either. And finally, confidence draws people to you. It creates an aura that just is kind of easy to be around. And there's a reason for this. Because many, many people, myself included, lack high self-esteem. It's intriguing to be around a person who has a very high level of confidence. It doesn't necessarily mean arrogance. In fact, I can't stand the arrogance. But if somebody is just a nice person who has self-confidence, I want in. Because I want to learn from these people how they do it. How they live their lives with hopes of myself potentially emulating their energy. So, you know, there's that. If wealth brings confidence, confidence is attractive. That makes sense. Well, this topic in many potential forms is all over pop culture. It has been for a while. Like uh, 1961, there was a movie called Maya, which takes it in kind of a different direction. You had a, a leading man who was rich, but he was totally disillusioned with his wealthy friends. So he pretends to be poor, moves into a poor neighborhood where he falls in love with someone who has absolutely no idea that he is wealthy. Another one, 1941, it was called Here Comes Happiness, where a character named Jessica leaves her upper-class home to assume an anonymous working-class identity. She meets a blue-collar guy named Chet, falls in love with the guy because not only is he poor, but he's ambitious. And then there's like (laughs) the blatant comedy stereotypes, like in that Talladega Nights movie where the lead actress just divorces and remarries whoever happens to win the car race completely unapologetically and only for the money. Now, I don't know. Uh, Two selfish people may make a great couple in their how would you put it, their reptilian symbiotic relationship. I mean, who am I to judge? My two cents, though, is this, for what it's worth. Sincerity, love, selflessness, genuineness, affection, care, 
emotional support and goodness, they're not usually the driving forces between trophy wives and sugar daddies. It's not necessarily an I love you relationship as much as it's an I love me relationship. And while this trend has always been around, it is way more intense now in this massive selfie-taking world that we live in. Now, in closing, I kind of imagine the entire concept like this, and I could be wrong, but imagine a kid coming up to another kid and saying, if you drink this, I'll give you five bucks. Maybe it's a glass of water with some hot sauce in it or something like that. And it's obvious that that other kid is disgusted by the drink. But if they drink it, then they get the five bucks. Well, that's different, say, than someone making a warm hot, a warm cup of hot cocoa for you. And then you're sipping it next to a fire in a comfortable chair with them. You're nice and cozy, but you're not making five bucks. You can choose either one, but ultimately, what does either choice say about you? The answers are not mine to decide. For example, what if you are, for whatever reasons, or maybe you've had to be a street smart survivor, and maybe you drank the garbage drink because you needed financially to temporarily be a little bit better off? That's not my place to judge. But, but when you do something with your body for money, there's going to be a portion of this society that's going to basically say that that's prostitution. That's where it gets confusing to me. Because either way, one probably knows in their heart that that drink is gross. And that really, you know you're only doing it for the money. So while I will not judge... I will encourage the cocoa. Yeah, maybe at the end of the day, you won't have the $5. But in the long run, who cares? We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to shadow our overall theme. This time around, we have for you a Refresher podcast money and attraction playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash money and attraction. Track number one out of 10 is a song called Love Your Money by Daisy Chainsaw. Number two, one of the best choruses ever in a pop song. It's Buffalo Stance by Nina Cherry. Number three, For the Love of Money. But you know what? We're going to go to the 80s this time. And we're going to go with the Bullet Boys version this time around. It flows better. Number four, the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs with Rich. Number five, the ultimate 80s anthem for this topic that almost single-handedly defined the spirit of the 80s. Madonna with Material Girl. Number six, A Tribe Called Quest with I Left My Wallet in El Segundo. Number seven, another awesome cover of a song, 
This time it's Money by the Flying Lizards. Number eight, we get the Beatles' take on this subject. From A Hard Day's Night, it's Can't Buy Me Love. Number nine, the 80s cash-grabbing anthems continue with Opportunities, Let's Make Lots of Money by Pet Shop Boys. And finally, number 10, the Contours, who get right to the point with their song entitled, First, I Look at the Purse. That is our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in refresher podcast dash money and attraction. We'd like to welcome some new listeners to our show. Our demographics report shows that we now have listeners in Yukon, Oklahoma, West Bengal, India, and in Lodzvojdoship, Poland. I hope I got those right. If I didn't, I apologize. I don't mean to butcher your beautiful languages. Welcome to Refresher. Hey, did you guys know that plants improve the air around you and they actually improve your mood? But Leafy is the world's first ever patented self-watering plant container. They sell the plants too. But here's the deal. What they encourage you to do is to take your pet plant to go. Check out their awesome website and look at their videos on this subject here at leafy.com. That is L-E-A-F-V-E.com. We don't want to forget about our friends at DesignCraft. They are at the forefront of the millwork industry constantly innovating to meet custom needs. You can check out samples of their unbelievable work at designcraft.com. They spell it D-E-Z-I-G-N-K-R-A-F-T.com. And if you'd like to check out our website, it's very simple. Refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. That is refresherpodcast.com dot y-o-l-a-s-i-t-e dot com as always the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band dive the song is called a day late and it was written by the one and only mr john Fuerte. but until next time this is chris levine for refresher the pop culture therapy podcast everyone please take care and do yourself a favor and remember There's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.